Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Aloha, all of you amazing, abundant leaders. Today, we are talking to a man who used to deliver bread for a living. Now he's a writer and he is a lifestyle entrepreneur. If you don't know what that is, you are about to find out. Before we get started today, I'm very interested in knowing what is on your mind. I can only imagine that you're here listening to Men of Abundance because you have a strong desire to live a life of abundance, whatever that means to you. I would like to know what that is. I would like to know what's on your mind. What is your perfect example of living a life of abundance? And what do you feel is holding you back from doing that? Now, obviously, you can't answer those questions to me right here and now. You're saying it to yourself. You're answering those questions, but I can't hear you. I want to hear you. I want to hear what you have to say. The best way that I have for you and I to connect and have this conversation and benefit many others is for you to join our Men of Abundance community over on Facebook. Now, the other option is you and I can email back and forth or we can get on the phone. And I would love to do that. I would love to get on the phone with many of you and have this conversation. But the problem is my time is limited. I can't possibly talk to everybody that I would love to talk to on the phone or even emailing back and forth. That's why I have this community so that everybody can get involved and help each other out like men of abundance should be doing. Now, I realize some people don't like to get involved in these conversations, but many people, I find about 80% of the people in many groups are just observers. They're sitting there paying attention and watching the conversations, and they are getting a lot out of those conversations. So we can get in there, have these conversations, and I bring in experts from time to time because I obviously don't know everything, and I never claim that I do. But we have experts in there who can assist as well. And I do realize that some of you are not on Facebook. I respect that. That is why I'm also in the process of building a community that is going to be on my website at menofabundance.com. And it's going to be completely 100% private. That's where I'm going to have past guests, other experts, and we are going to have much deeper conversations. But for now, I have the Facebook group. And if you want to get involved in the Facebook group, if you want to join, just go to menofabundance.com forward slash 067 and click on the join our community link that will take you to the Facebook page. You just click on the green join button and boom, I'll go ahead and authorize you to have access. Once you get in there, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the group and tell us what living a life of abundance means to you and what you feel may be holding you back. Again, I realize many of you don't feel comfortable commenting in some of these groups, but join the group, hang around, see if you can get something out of it. And you may feel compelled to contact somebody offline uh, to help them with whatever your expertise is. I definitely look forward to seeing you in the community. All right, as I said, our featured guest today used to deliver bread for a living. Now he writes. You can see many of his amazing words in cool places such as the Huffington Post, Entrepreneur Magazine, Mind Body Green, The Good Men Project, Fox News, and much more. 
His books have sold over 100,000 copies, and he has spoken at conferences and companies in 36 countries around the world. How amazing is that? His goal is to help you build a profitable lifestyle business without breaking your budget. That's intriguing. So you definitely want to pay attention to that. And you can find out much more about our future guest at KamanziConstable.com. I will have that link in the show notes at menofabundance.com forward slash 067. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Kamanzi Constable. Kamanzi, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How you doing? Thank you for having me, Wally. I am um, pretty good. Good. Where are you at in the world? I am in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Nice. I like Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I've been all over Florida. I like it out there, man. Which is, it's a, it's a change for me to be in the United States for an extended period of time. <laughs> yeah, so where are you originally from? Where would you originally be? Um, I guess the politically correct term is like I'm a digital nomad. I was born and raised in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but then uh, moved to Maui, Hawaii for a couple years. And then after that, uh, the consulting side of my business took off. And then I started traveling to about 20 countries a year. So for the last like two or three years, I've been going to about 20 countries a year, um, staying for different places for three weeks at a time. Man, that is, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And that's part of the reason that uh, you intrigued me and looking at what you're doing and what made me want to have you on the show because I'm big into traveling. I love traveling. I've been to 23 countries on five continents. And it's just by far, to me, the best way to, it's the best education and the best thing you can do for yourself and for your family if you can drag them along. Yeah, it's, and you get to see things and experience things, and it opens your eyes to a lot of what's going on. It really does. It really does. Absolutely. So I like to start the show out basically the same way I start pretty much every morning, which is with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? Uh, well, definitely that I'm alive and that I'm breathing air, that uh, my three children are healthy that I do have the opportunity to wake up and live this kind of life, um, have a business that supports the kind of life that I want to live, that I'm not um, delivering bread at in zero degree weather in Wisconsin in the winter. Definitely, definitely grateful for that. And, and I get to help people, that I get to help people who want to, to make big changes in their life and w want to do something different and, and, and being able to wake up every day and work with people and help people is, is definitely a blessing. And that's another reason. I love the fact that you come from humble beginnings uh, and, and to doing what you're doing now. And I just find that to be such an abundant mindset to, to take that route. So before we got started here, I gave a very brief bio about who you are, what you're doing, and what we talked about here today. But I would like to hear it from you. I'd like to hear kind of, you know, where you got started and a little bit about where you're going to. We're going to get into the kick in the gut moment and that pivot point enough is enough moment for you. But I want to hear a little bit more about you. Let's get a little bit personal. Yeah, so my story probably started when I was really young and I wanted to, I wanted to communicate with this girl. I can't remember. I was in second, third, fourth grade. And I couldn't communicate with her uh, verbally. I couldn't talk to her because I was terrified. But I wrote her a note and I wrote her a letter. 
and that little love letter that I wrote to this girl in third or fourth grade really started me on a journey of wanting to become a writer. And all through, as I was a kid, I wrote poems and short stories and novels and nonfiction books and all, all these different things that I wrote. And I carried that, that love of words with me. And my grandfather kind of fostered that because uh, every birthday I had, he would get my brother and I books and we'd get lost in those books. And I wanted to tell stories like that. Um, unfortunately, when I was 17, I grew up in a, in a very deeply religious home. And when I was 17, my parents said that I wasn't following the rules, so they kicked me out. And at 17, I was homeless. I was, I was living on the streets, I was going to school, and I was trying to maintain three jobs. And during that time, something had to give, and you know, I need to survive, so I ended up dropping out of high school um, so that I could work and I could get off the streets. And I did, I worked, I got off the streets, got some better jobs, went back and got my GED. But you know, at that point, my dream of becoming a writer just kind of died. And at that point, it was um, a matter of developing a business. I met, met a woman. We ended up getting married the day after I turned 18. A year later, we had our first child. And at that point, um, it wasn't about the dream. It was just about supporting the family. So I started a business in the service industry, in the, in the bread industry. Um, and I, I, I started a business that was a vacation relief service for independent bread operators in Wisconsin. And that business quickly grew um, to be half a million dollars a year and it was operating in three states and it, it could have been a really good business um, for somebody that knew how to manage it but me as a cocky teenager did not I did not know how to manage a business like that and I completely mismanaged it but the business kind of limped along for 12 years that's what I did and because I mismanaged a business it meant that I was always in the business meaning I always had to get on the bread truck every morning and, and deliver the bread and so I, I hated what I did. But that business led me to discover podcasts. I would listen to podcasts while I was uh, delivering bread. And it was like a whole nother world for me. I'd listen to podcasts on all kinds of topics and subjects and shows. And it was listening to those podcasts to discover Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. And this idea of making money on the internet. Um, I'd never even thought about that or heard that. I didn't own a computer. And all of that just seemed kind of out there and it seemed just kind of seemed kind of fake to me. But it was real and people were doing it. So it, it got me excited. So in uh, mid-2011, I said, enough is enough. I want to talk about what the everyday working person went through. I rediscovered my love of, of writing. I just started writing about what the working person went through. And I took a summer. And during that summer, while my kids would go out and they would play at the playground and, and, and do kid stuff, I was there just writing in this notebook, just writing everything that was going on, everything that's going on with the working man. And that ended up becoming my first book that I self-published later that year called Tales of the Everyday Working Man and Woman. And I self-published this thing thinking that if I just put it on the quote-unquote internet, people would find it and they would buy it. And if you self-publish a book, anybody's listened to this, you would know nobody found it and nobody bought it. So then 2012 comes and I realized, I realized something important. I realized that if I was going to do anything online, if I was going to make money, if I was going to sell books, whatever, I had to have an audience. I needed an audience. And that's what I did not have. I had nobody to talk to. So I spent the good part of 2012 building an audience. 
And that's what I did. And by the end of that year, just by focusing on building an audience, by the end of that year, um, I had sold 45,000 copies of my, I said self-published second book, I sold 45,000 copies of my two books. I had gotten a few opportunities when the books really started selling to come and speak about how I was marketing the books. I had people that want to hire me uh, to be their coach and kind of help them with book marketing. And I had a, a, a business a, a business online that was consistently doing for like the last four months a year. I was doing five grand a month. And that was real money. And so at that point, I decided I'm going to take a leap. I ended up selling the bread business that I had to a friend. And I started doing this full time. 2013, 2014, those were both growth years where I took progress that I had made at the beginning of the year, and I grew. And then in 2015 was kind of when things exploded. Um, I had the opportunity to get interviewed on, on Pat Flynn's podcast that year. I also had the opportunity to start writing for some bigger places. Like I got to write for uh, the Huffington Post, not for Magazine, Success, CBS, NBC, Fox, um, and uh, Time, Time Magazine, a lot of really prestigious publications. I started pitching and getting into a lot of these larger publications. And as I did that, um, the progress that I had made just kind of, it just it just took off. And as I was writing and getting more exposure and writing for all these places, I got bigger and better opportunities to come speak. I got my first opportunities to go do consulting work um, at some companies that were in some really cool countries. And and since then, that's, that's what it's done, you know. So at this point, Five years later, you know, I'm taking you through a five-year story here. Uh, five year le- years later, my books, I'm the author of four books now, and the books have sold over 100,000 copies. I have spoken at conferences and companies in 36 countries. I've spoken on six continents. Um, I, I had the, the, the opportunity to work with over 1,000 coaching clients. I got some courses, and, you know, I, I wake up every day doing, doing what I love. Simply amazing. Absolutely love it. And let me ask you, I'm guessing the one continent you haven't spoken on is uh, the frozen one, correct? No, I've spoken there. Have you really? I was going to say, who in the world did you speak to out there, man? A bunch of <laughs> antelopers. <laughs> I don't even know if there's antelope out there. That's the one continent I have no desire to go to. I have one to get to, and that is Australia, New Zealand area. And I'm so close living out here in Hawaii, which, by the way, uh, I have a friend of mine, uh, Patrick Snow, who lives on Maui, and he's got a consulting, and, and he's a keynote speaker as well, and he tells me, he's told me this a couple times, is Maui is by far the worst place to live for a public speaker, for a keynote speaker, because most of his gigs are on the mainland, and he's finding himself spending more time in the air than he is on the ground with all, yeah, you know, it's, it's a good thing. He's getting a lot of gigs, but it's just hard on the, you know, on to do all that traveling, being in the air for so long. It's, and it's worse internationally because you would think, like, even to go to a place like Japan, you would think, oh, I could just fly the other way. But no, mm-hmm. you got to go to the East Coast or the West Coast first, pick up some more people in Seattle or, or LAX, and then you head, head over there. And it's just, yeah, it is a lot of time in year. I didn't realize that you were in Hawaii. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm on the Oahu? island of Oahu. Yeah, and you can fly directly to Japan. I've flown. I've flown to Japan. I've flown to Korea from here, and you, there are direct flights. Um, uh, the, on on certain airlines. Right? Yeah, yeah. On um, I've flown. I believe it's most of the time United because I get a lot of miles that way. But one time I flew uh, JAL Japan Airlines. 
Yep. Oh my goodness, what an amazing airline to fly on. I only fly Delta and SkyTeam because I'm a uh, diamond with Delta now. So uh, yeah. if I fly with any other airline, it's like burning miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm, I'm, I've always had miles with United. And uh, it's so nice to be able to sit in that Sky Lounge uh, and, and look important. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a lot of fun. But anyway, so, you know, how long were you, if you don't mind me asking, how long were you homeless for? I was homeless for about a year. Wow. You know, I have this conversation, my wife and I have this conversation quite often, because once in a while, out here in Hawaii, we have quite a few homeless, and a lot of them are veterans, and they're trying to, you know, clean that up. They're hiring some guy to bring him in to help help out with that. But, um, you know, I, I often remember. just, I have conversations, years ago, I, I don't do it much anymore, but even a friend of mine had conversations with, you know, homeless people, and I just like to ask, you know, what what got you here? What's your situation? And you just never know. You just never know where they came from. You never know what their goals and aspirations are. And quite frankly, Hawaii is a little different because it, it, to be homeless in Hawaii is not necessarily a terrible thing because the weather is almost always pretty good. There's showers on the beaches. There's natural food growing everywhere, you know, quite a few places with mangoes and, and uh, you know, avocado and, and stuff like that. But the housing here is just so expensive. There are families that are homeless here that have jobs and they have cars and they have, you know, scooters, the little mopeds. Uh, they just cannot afford the housing here or they end up in a house with three, four, five families in one home. Uh, so my point is in saying all that is that you just never really know when you see somebody who's in that situation what got them there, where they came from, and where the, what they where they want to be. Exactly. I remember when I when I lived on Maui, I remember seeing uh, stories on the news on Hawaii News Now um, about they were even offering to pay for plane tickets for the homeless to leave Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And to go back to whatever state that they they came from, it's it's pretty pretty bad situation over there. Well, yeah, and then there's of course there's the other stories on the other side of that that states have given their homeless one way tickets to Hawaii. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. yeah, it is. So, you know what what was it that got you out of that situation? What was the the catapult that helped you out of that? Or was it a catapult? Was it a gradual thing? Yeah, for me, it was, um, I, I ended up getting three jobs, um, three minimum wage jobs, and just working those jobs hard and saving money for a period of time to where I could find a cheap apartment that I could afford, and then to be able to put down the security deposit, down payment, and then, and then eventually get off the street. Good, good for you. Yeah, so just basically just hard work and taking, doing whatever it is that you could get. Exactly. Yeah, good for you. Cause, and I say that because, and it is good for you, and I, and I commend you for that, because I've talked to people who are, you know, pretty much in dire straits, not homeless, but in dire straits, and I'm like, hey, I know this guy that's got this, table. well, I'm not doing that job, that's not, you know, what I'm willing to do, well, then, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, you know, if you're not willing to do whatever it takes, you know, as, as long as it's legal and, and moral, then, uh, you know, I, I can't help you out, you know? Yeah, I, I I took three jobs, three minimum wage jobs that I weren't what I wanted for my future, but I knew that they paid, that they would give me hours, and that they would help me get off the streets. I wanted that more than I wanted to be on the street. Right, absolutely. And what did you learn from that situation? <laughs> I learned that you are stronger than you think you are, um, or at least that inner strength is in you. 
And I learned that if you're if you're willing to do whatever it takes, you can make changes in your life. Absolutely. So you and also the uh, the the kindness of strangers. I had a lot of people that were kind to me along the way. Maybe threw me a couple bucks or or something to that effect. Um, many different times. Yeah, that's always uh, you know a great help, and and it's encouraging. I would imagine as well when somebody's willing to you know reach their hand out and you know help out like that exactly so ultimately you're doing what you absolutely love which is writing and it's amazing that you were able to figure that out at the you know what was it in in fourth grade yeah it was easier to write than it was to communicate with girls yeah i can relate to that now you said you were listening to pat flynn and pat flynn's a huge influence of mine as well what specifically did you get from pat that helped you with your business I think more than anything, he opened my eyes to what's possible and to show me that this idea of making money online is like a real thing that regular people do. So the one thing that I got from, and then also probably the quality, because Pat puts out really good quality of everything he does. He, he goes all out, he makes sure the quality is good and that it's solid. So I, I definitely learned that what's possible and I learned about putting out the quality product and maybe like uh, there was a lot of things along the way like his uh, free ebook that he has as a download for his website that showed me how to put my ebook together, my first ebook. So that, that definitely helped. Um, so I, I'd say those are probably the three biggest things. And then he opened my eyes to other people in the space that we're doing a little bit more something closer to what I, I'm doing. And I, I would identify myself as a writer first and foremost. That's what I love to do, and that's what I would do. I, I don't need to go speak anywhere. <laughs> as a matter of fact, speaking is not even something I enjoy. I just enjoy the travel. You and I share a love of travel, so I enjoy the travel aspect of it. I don't really necessarily enjoy the speaking. But writing, that's something that is almost like breathing for me. So it, Pat opened my eyes to other podcasts that were out there that were a little bit similar, more similar to what I wanted to do. Right. You and I are a little bit opposite in what we love to do. We both love to travel, but I'm more of a speaker than I am a writer. And I'm in the process of writing my book. It's been a long process. <laughs> Part of the reason why I started this podcast is to gather information for my book so that I can um, not make it about myself. Living Your Life of Abundance is the name of the book. But I'm having a hard time writing it. And, of course, I have a writing coach, a coach that's helping me. Uh, Pat, uh, Patrick Snow, as a matter of fact, who is my coach to help me write my book. Uh, and then I get influence from other people. So... I'm not speaking right now other than this podcast. So I'm looking forward to the opportunity to start speaking and making those connections. Speaking of connections, uh, what connections, how how important were connections for you as you started coming up, writing your books and then getting these speaking gigs and traveling and stuff? Not very high. (laughs) I didn't have any connections and I didn't go after really any connections. Um, because I wanted to do it on my own and then I wanted to prove that it could be done on my own. So a lot of what I did, uh, selling books, building an audience, was me not so much making the connection, it was me going where the audience was. So if it was guest posting for another blogger, you know, I'm, I'm giving them a post that you can use a really good post. Or if it was getting interviewed on a podcast where I'm sharing my story and talking about what the working person goes through. Or then when I started writing for some of the larger media publications, 
um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a connection there. It was simply sending in a good pitch and having that pitch be accepted, and then becoming a contributor and contributing good content on a regular basis. So connections were not a, a big part of anything that I did when I first started getting going. I find that very interesting, and because a lot of a lot of people that I talk to find that connections are very very important, and I I commend you for that. I just think that's amazing that you're able to do that. Yeah, I, I, it connections can help you. Don't get me wrong, but it also can be a crutch for you because uh, there's this syndrome where a lot of people think that the only way that they're going to get something or get somewhere is to connect with like an influencer or somebody like that. You know, in the third book that I that I wrote, um, Wally is called Stop Chasing Influencers. That's that's the third book that I wrote. It's called Stop Chasing Influencers: The True Path to Building Your Business and Living Your Dream. And in that book, it's about, <clears throat> that book is about, hey, you know, you could connect with an influencer and it you know, could help you blow up, who knows. But everybody else is trying to do the same thing. Influencers get, you know, like somebody like Pat Flynn, Pat gets like 500 emails a day. 500 emails a day. It's, it's pretty hard to break through all that and, and to connect with them. And instead of chasing, you should be using that time to build. And there's a lot of ways that you can build and you can grow on your own. Mm-hmm. No, that's a very good point. I'm glad that you shared that with me because obviously I'm in a learning, you know, everything that I do, every person that I talk to, every chance I get to talk to somebody, influencer or not, I learn from everybody and I try to learn something from everybody, whether it's good or bad. Uh, and that is definitely something to put in, in the uh, in the toolbox is I see it all the time in my circles with the podcasters so many podcasters saying how can i get tony robbins on my show how can i get you know all these influencers on my show and the time the guys like pat flynn and john lee dumas john lee dumas is another top podcaster uh will will tell you don't chase the influencers you know go after the people with the interesting stories go after the people that your audience will resonate most with and this is something I brought up on the show before as well, is a lot of those influencers are so far removed from where you're at in your process of writing a book or starting a business or whatever it is that you want to be, that they have the the curse of knowledge, meaning they're not going to be able to share with you how to get started today because they got started five, four, five, ten years ago. It's different today. And the the... the the landscape is different today, so they're not going to know how to get started uh, in most cases. So you want to get after those guys that are not really – you want to have the conversations with the guys that aren't big influencers. And that's one of the things I take part in with Men of Abundance is I get to talk to people who are just starting nonprofit organizations or – matter of fact, I just got an email from Kay Wilkins who is the CEO of the, Southern Re- of the American Red Cross of the Southern Region. She's a connection that I got from somebody I just had a conversation with yesterday. I, I say that because I like to have conversations with a lot of different people uh, so that I can learn the whole gamut of, of um, my craft and where I'm trying to go with Men of Abundance. So uh, I appreciate you sharing that again, that uh, you know it, it didn't require a lot of influences and that should encourage a lot of people. Because there's so many people out there trying to do so many different things, and they feel that they need that high influencer, they need that big name in their pocket. And as you're saying, as you clearly stated, and it's very obvious that they do not. 
No, it's possible to do it on your own. It's I think every just like anything in life, it's a, it's a balance having the right balance. Come on, dude, we're at the point in the show where we are going to pay it forward to Men of Abundance even more than we've done so already. You've already shared so much value. But uh, I would like to pay it forward to Men of Abundance. You ready for that? Let's do it. Awesome. So give Men of Abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. One, um, identify your dream. Identify what you want to do in life. Because if you don't know, then you're not going to know how to get there. And, you know, I'm telling you to identify your dream. This is easier said than done. And some people know what it is right away. I knew that I wanted to be a writer um, and speaker. And Wally sounds like he knew, knew that he wanted to podcast and speak and maybe write a book and all that good stuff. But it doesn't happen so easily for some people. So, you know, if money was no object and you could do whatever you want, what would that be? What would you do? And so fi- figure that out. Identify your dream the very first part of this process i'd say two um work on your your physical fitness so what you eat and how much you exercise it how you it affects how you feel and that will affect everything else that you're going to do in your life whether you're going to be chasing a dream or not um you should definitely work on your fitness and it'll help you just feel better look better have more confidence um become a stronger man uh Three, definitely uh, you should have support because you're not going to be able to do this alone. Um, so having some good friends or family members in your corner saying, hey, I'm, you know, I'm about to bark on this pretty big, scary journey here and I'd just like to lean on you in case something happens. Um, four, start mapping out the dream. What does it look like? What's it going to take to get from point A to point Z? Um, if your dream is to do something like this where you want to write or speak or coach, consult, you would travel the world, whatever it is, this is very, it is attainable. It's very attainable. But you have to sit down and you have to map out what does that look like? What are the steps? That doesn't mean I have to get a website up. Okay, I got to get the website going. I got to develop a social media presence. I got to go record myself speaking so that I have a speaker real um i have to maybe add my fees for the services that i'm going to offer start mapping out all the things that you need to do to get to where you want to go and then of course take take the first few steps try it out see where you need to adjust your plan but have a plan in place that's going to set you up for success um don't wing it winging it is not going to get you there think about 2017 what are some of the big things that you want to accomplish in 2017 um, and, and even beyond. Map those out and, and start start setting goals for yourself and take action on those goals. And realize that along the way, you're probably going to stumble, you're probably going to fall, things aren't going to go as planned. It's, 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 it's all in your mindset. You, know, you, you choose whether or not you're going to let whatever happens to you sidetrack you, derail you, or make you quit, or if you're going to get stronger and move forward. You have a choice to make. So, Realize obstacles are going to come and choose to move forward despite those obstacles. Yeah, excellent. I love it. So before we move on, I have a couple more questions and to pay it forward around. But what I really want to ask you is you mentioned to those that haven't really found it takes longer for some people to find what they really love. And I completely agree with that. What would you say to those that feel that they have not found what they really love? What would help them along in, in doing that? Uh, I would say you probably want to read. There's uh, there's 
uh, probably a couple really good books out there that you could find and you could read. Um, one of them that I would recommend is a book called 48 Days to the Work You Love by a man named Dan Miller. And the book isn't necessarily about finding your dream job in 48 days. It's about figuring some things out about yourself and figuring some things out about what you want to do in life. And that's one of those books that if you don't know what you want to do, it's a, it's a really good starting place to kind of help you get some things in place. Um, another book that I'd probably recommend is Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Um, that's a really good book that will really help you evaluate what's important and what's not. And that will help you get on that path to figure it out. I would say talk to some people. Talk to some people that know you, that know you, that have been around you, that love you, and that maybe would have some insights that you probably don't see for yourself. And then just start thinking practically. What are some things that I enjoy to do? Maybe what are some things that, I, that I'm good at? What are some things that interest me? And in the intersection somewhere, you're going to be able to get some clues as to what that dream is. Excellent. Very actionable advice. I appreciate you sharing that. What daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life? For me, uh, the daily habits are starting with prayer. Um, I'm a Christian, so prayer is, is a big one for me. Um, reading, I read every day. That's a big one for me. Writing, of course, as you know, is my first love. Um, I write every day. Uh, mastermind. I mastermind with some great men. And those men keep me honest, keep me on my toes, and we challenge each other. So having that, that mastermind, I think, is, is crucial every day. And then um, having a plan for each day. The night before, I'll sit down and I'll come up with my plan for the next day so that I don't just wake up. and Because with what I do, when you have... I. I came from a place of having no free time at all with um, doing the bride business and then having a family and then trying to build this on the side. I had no time. Now I come to the place where I have unlimited amounts of times because this business has created freedom and a lot of time. So if I don't check myself, it'd be very easy for me to waste an entire day watching Netflix, getting caught up on some series and, and not doing anything. So creating a plan the night before is definitely uh, one thing that helps as well. Perfect. What book would you recommend to our abundant leaders and why? You've already recommended a couple books. Are there any other books in specifically that you'd recommend? Yes. There is one that I'm reading right now. I want to get the I want to get the exact title for you so I don't mess it up. But it's the it is called The Way of the Superior Man, a spiritual guide to mastering the challenge of woman, work, and sexual desire by David Dida, um, The Way of the Superior Man. I highly recommend this book. Um, it is, it's just a, man, a book that talks about being a man and the challenges we face and masculinity, and it's, it's an incredible book. You know, one of the downsides of doing this podcast and asking that specific question is I've got a huge list of books <laughs> that I just know I have to read, and now that one's got to be in the top five because it's right up yeah. my alley of what I'm what I'm studying and what I'm you know trying to do with Men of Abundance here. So I'm gonna. Do you know if that book's in audio? It is in audio. Perfect, because I I just consume audio books left and right. I don't have as much time to read as I'd love to. I'm gonna have that book and the other books that we mentioned. The links to those books in the show notes at menofabundance.com. 
and you'll be able to just click on those and go straight to those books. But also, Men of Abundance, I want you to know, if you don't know already, I have partnered with Audible. And what that means to you is you get a 30-day free trial of Audible along with a free book of your choice. And you can choose that book as one of your free book as, as your free book that you get from Audible. What that does for Men of Abundance is as soon as you sign up for that 30-day free trial... Men of Abundance gets a kickback and you help us keep the mic on. That's extremely important to me and to many other people around the world who are listening to this show. So I'd appreciate you uh, going to menofabundance.com and clicking on the Audible link in uh, on the podcast page or in the show notes uh, and uh, help us keep the mic on and get yourself a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook, which is amazing. I love audiobooks. So... Kamanzi, I have one last question for you, and that is, what does living a life of abundance mean to you? It means it means freedom. It means having freedom in your life. Freedom, uh, the control of your time, the control of what you're going to do, your future. It means, it means creating a life of freedom, a life where you're not stressed. And when I say freedom, I mean freedom in every area of your life. So like freedom from financial stress is, is a one that really stresses men out. And it makes them tight and it leads to a hard life. But having that freedom where you create something for yourself that takes care of your financial needs, um, it takes care of your physical needs, your, your, your spiritual needs. But creating that freedom so that once you are free, then you do have the ability to not only you influence people that are around you, but you can also help people. You can also pay it forward. You can also help maybe another man that's struggling. But even just by the influence of your life and the freedom that you created, it, it creates abundance in the life of others. So for me, it starts with freedom, and then it goes to paying it forward and, and helping other people. Man, that sounds like everything Men of Abundance is all about, and I appreciate you sharing that. So, Kamanzi, we're going to close this up. And before we do, uh, you've already given us so much great information, but I'd love for you to leave us with a parting piece of guidance and any way that we can find out more about you and get in contact with you. Yeah, at the end of your life, I always, this is in my second book, but it says, you know, at the end of your life, you're not going to remember all the things that you bought in your life. You're going to remember and you're going to cherish the experiences that you had. So don't live life for things or material uh, possessions. Live your life for experiences. Go out there and make amazing experiences. You're gonna have some good, you're gonna have some bad. I have, I've had a, a good life. You've heard my story here in a 40 minute podcast and you're probably like, you know, wow, it's you know, it's, it sounds pretty cool. But, you know, I had like one of the worst years of my life this year. <laughs> this was a hard year. I, I was depressed for months. I had gone through the end of a 17 year marriage. Um, then I had gone, gone to a relationship with another woman in another country and that turned out to be pretty bad. Business took a hit. It was a, it was a horrible year. It was a horrible year. But I still come to the end of this year smiling because guess what? You know, the new year is right around the corner. I'm still breathing air. There's still another opportunity to make things better. There's still another opportunity to go out there and help people. So, you know, live your life for experiences. With the good ones, well, you'll love and you'll cherish forever the bad ones will teach you lessons invaluable life lessons learn those lessons but cherish those experiences don't live life for stuff and get honest and real about what you want to do 
with your life and believe that it's possible and then do something about that belief. Um, you can find me at kconstable.com, so that's K, and then C-O-N-S-T-A-B-L-E, kconstable.com. You'll see everything you need to know about me there. Amazing. I really appreciate that, and we'll have that link in the show notes as well. So make sure you go to menofabundance.com to get all of those links to the books and, and get in touch with Kamanzi and find out everything else he's doing. And by the way, thanks for sharing that last bit with us. That was very personal, and I really appreciate you sharing that. It just goes to show that uh, even when you have it all together, stuff still falls apart. But ultimately, it's all about how you react to the things, your actions to the events that happen in your life and uh, as I always say, collect experiences, not stuff. You put it very beautifully there in that. So, Kamanti, again, thanks a, a million. I really appreciate your time, and I appreciate you sharing all that value with Men of Abundance. Mahalo for having me, Wally. Aloha. So there you have it, man. I've heard so many of you say, either on social media, Facebook, whatever, or even directly to me, I wished I had a way to make money while I travel with my family. How amazing would that be? There are so many ways that you can do that, and I'm trying to share some of these ways with you if that is truly what you want to do. Kamanzi Constable definitely has figured that out. He's there willing to help you. You just have to reach out to him. So make sure you do that. And again, I truly appreciate you listening to this show. I appreciate you listening to the podcast, sharing it, leaving your reviews over on iTunes. But I really want you to get into the conversation. The best way for you to start living your life of abundance is to get around men who are doing that. To get around men who are either where you want to be or on their way to where you want to be. And the best way to do that right now is to join our private closed Facebook group. And you can do that in this episode at menofabundance.com forward slash 067. Right there in the link under the intro to this episode, it says join our community. Click on that and then click on the green join button on Facebook and I'll give you access. I look forward to seeing you in there. When you get in there, please introduce yourself. Don't just stand by. It's better to get involved. But if you just want to be a fly on the wall, that's cool too. I look forward to seeing you there. Now go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance. Oh,